We've been away, but we are back. This is Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap, KFGO.com, the KFGO app, or anywhere you find podcasts. My name is Ryan Janke, and I'm here with Corey Litton. Still alive, by the way. St- still alive and still <laughs> still making it to all the stops around the region. I got that going for me. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's pretty awesome. Even though it's kind of <laughs> winding down, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I made it through most of another season. Yeah, we are. Yeah, it's, we're here in September now, even though it's going to be hot this weekend. Supposed to be really hot. Yeah, we're we're on that very close to verge of the invitational season, as we like to call it out in this mm-hmm. area. So mm-hmm. this is this is turning into kind of like, a, yeah, I mean, yeah, the end of the year, yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, but a lot of great things that are coming up here. Good stuff. You got a good uh, show lined up for us, so we'll get after it. We'll start with NASCAR. How does that sound? I'm fine with that. All right. Uh, Saturday, August 26th, they were at Daytona Speedway. That's right. Uh, the very famous Daytona Speedway. I've heard of it. It's 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 been around like for over fifty years, I think. Uh, Chris Busher he capped off the best regular season of his career by winning on Saturday at Daytona. The win was his third of the year for Busher, the fifth of his career, which put him fourth in the regular season points. The uh, race had a couple of scary moments and one weird one. Um, the first uh, scary moment was on lap 95 when contact at the front of the pack sent Ryan Blaney into the turn four wall in an eerily similar way to the way Dale Earnhardt hit in 2001. Blaney would be okay, though. The incident set off a chain reaction involving Ty Gibbs, Christopher Bell, Austin Sindrick, Austin Dillon, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Larson, Denny Hamlin, Brendan Poole. He raced? I don't, I don't remember who he was. <laughs> um, A.J. Allmendinger and Chris Buescher. Uh, more on him later. Uh, the the accident also caused a red flag for cleanup, and this is where the weird thing happened. Uh, under the red flag, there it it, it did get weird. Uh, Brad Keselowski's car started on fire while they were red flag stopped at the back straightaway. He just kept driving around in a circle in the infield uh, for a while until the fire went out. <laughs> You got to get it out somehow. Um, I watched a video on uh, NASCAR.com where they had a they were, they had all the several drivers going what is he doing (laughs) (laughs) it was was pretty entertaining uh (laughs) the race's uh second scary moment though came out when ryan priest got spun uh by eric jones into his teammate chase briscoe this is on lap 156 uh right at the end of the race uh this caused priest to flip over onto his roof and flipping wildly he 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 went back to his roof first yep and then uh, it he flipped back the other direction. Yeah, it was it was weird because he got up in the air and then it was like he levitated for a while, skidding, you know, across. It was like the old uh, hoverboard from uh, <laughs> from Back to the Future too. But then he, yeah, went back the other way ten times. Ten times. So by the official rollover contest rules, that's forty two <laughs> points he scored on that one. Winner, winner, chicken if, dinner. If I was there in person. He would be the new record holder <laughs> by a lot. Um, uh, Priest was transported to the hospital for observa- uh, observation, but he was uh, released with no injury, which was one of the greatest things. I mean, uh, obviously watching that, that literally did look like a video game rollover. Uh, I, I mean, it was it, it was it was one of the craziest ones I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I, you know, we go back to you know. Rusty Wallace uh, and his rollovers, uh, Daryl Waltrip and his rollover, yep. right in that same exact spot, pretty much. And yeah, and uh, it, it, and 
it, usually those cars disintegrated, but this one just kept rolling. Yeah. Elliot Sadler had a crazy one. Was that yeah. at Daytona as well? That was at Talladega. That was Talladega. Um, okay. I remember that one. Yeah, that one That one was another video game one. Yeah. And it, it reminded me of, uh, we kind of talked off air before we did this uh, with the some of the video games that I played in my life. Uh, the old NASCAR 2, mm-hmm. which was the the second game that they had on the on, on computer. Yep. It were uh and usually it was <laughs> and uh I would uh like race at Talladega and I would uh deliberately not qualify, start 43rd, turn around at the start of the race and then go back and take everybody out. Mm-hmm. Um that is what the rollover looked like. <laughs> when you got hit and it just kept rolling and rolling and rolling and rolling yeah. and rolling in the air like, like that. When that's, is this going to stop? That's exactly what it looked like. Yeah. Dirt to Daytona is ex- especially yeah, it looked like that. Uh, yeah. It was that was one of the craziest things ever. Speaking of dirt, that whole car had to have been full. I mean, he looked like pig pen going <laughs> going around like that. There was, was a great uh, photo um, of him. I think it was after he hit for about the third time on the ground, and the car is you know j- bouncing right back up in the air, and you see nothing but dirt behind him. Yeah. You can see kind of parts yeah. of track, but mm-hmm. that's that's it. And that that was, it's an incredible photo. And uh, you know, what a crazy accident! And thankfully, he is okay. Yeah, it was. I thought it was crazy. He got out of the car, I think, under his own power, and he was upright. But then he was on a stretcher into the ambulance, right? Yes, uh, they kind of made him do that, oh, which you know, okay. I I get, which yeah. I get. I Lay mean, down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, as the great Dan Reader would say, "Stay down, stay down." <laughs> if you're gonna get up, yeah, yeah don't, yeah. don't. <laughs> but yeah, it it was, um, yeah, an incredible thing, and uh, that I guess you know that leads us to. Uh, all right, here we go. This is the last call, the the final lap, the last call. Last call. Where's my head? It's Friday, but good grief, the final lap from NASCAR.com. There's the white flag. One more to go. Huge push on the outside from the six. Three cars in tandem. Now, will the bumper stay locked? The six of Brad Keselowski trying to push that 17. Here comes Harvick in the four. Big push from the 10. He stays committed to the six down the back straightaway. Elliott pushing the four. Busher and Keselowski. Now, which line will they take through three and four for the final time? Busher separates a car link between he and Keselowski. Brad's got no help. I don't think he gets back there to the 17. As they come to the trioval, Busher's going to win at Daytona. Yeah, and that accident, it set up over time where Chris Busher got the win over his teammate and car owner, Brad Keselowski who is still looking for his first win in that six car <laughs> since he took over. And yeah, that's got to kind of sting a little bit because he didn't make the playoffs. He needed a win to get in. Yeah. But instead, he, you know, he, you know, made he, room for Bubba. He made. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Brad Keselowski did business instead uh, and put Chris <laughs> Buescher in there. Eric Almirola finished in the third spot. Playoff picture is uh, looking like this. Martin Truex Jr. was crowned the regular season champion, even though he was tied for the point lead with William Byron. Um, William Byron had the most wins, had the most top fives. I don't get it. Uh, (laughs) Most stage wins. 
Um, but Martin Truex Jr., I think they must have. It must have been okay. You're tied with points, uh, so we'll give it to the old guy. Um, uh, then third will be Denny Hamlin. Then after that, it was Chris Busher, Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson, Christopher Bell, Ross Chastain, Brad Keselowski, Tyler Reddick, Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney, Michael McDowell, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Kevin Harvick, and Bubba Wallace. McDowell, Stenhouse, Kevin Harvick, and Bubba Wallace, they're already on the chopping block going into the first little round. Okay. They're, they need to win okay. to uh, to uh, do well here. So. Yeah. The, is there anybody that has not been in the playoffs before? Has Michael McDowell been in before? Yes, because uh, he won the Daytona 500 that Oh, uh, that's right. A yeah, little over he, a year yeah, ago. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, look at, looking at this, I mean, yeah, everybody's pretty much been in there. Okay. Uh, uh, Chris Buescher even has been in the playoffs because he's, he's one of those uh, guys from the era of win and you're in the playoffs. Okay. So, yeah, everyone in this has been in there before, even Bubba. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, the ratings, uh, NBC, they drew 3.268 million viewers on Saturday, which means NASCAR is dead, uh, according to um, <laughs> the, the haters. Yeah, 3.268 million viewers on a Saturday night in, uh, in the summertime, which is 2 million more than watched last year. Is so, it really? Yes. Uh, uh, that, it, was, it was on a Monday last year, so that kind of... That kind of changes was it, that. Was it rain? rain? That, was, that was the rain delay. Oh, one. okay. And sure. that was the one where it rained that day also, and Austin Dillon won because 90% of the field wrecked going into turn oh, one. Oh, gotcha. Okay. But yes, it was, I mean, still. Yeah. Two million yeah. more people watched this year than last year. Yeah. And I believe the year before, there was at least a million and a half that watched more this I, year. I'm going to be honest. Uh, the Denver Broncos were playing their last preseason game of the season, and I hadn't seen them yet this year. So I was like, I'm going to put that on. I forgot about the race. Totally forgot about it. Until my mom uh, texted me and said, did you see that crash? And I said, what crash? And then I went, oh, the race is on. <laughs> then I had to go back and watch it. Your mom was watching instead. She wa- yeah, she will watch. It doesn't matter if they had a race on Christmas Day. Uh, she would, she'd be right there in front of the TV. And I every- think we should have her on. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I, yeah. Is she is she a good racing mind? Would you say? Uh, well, she's a very biased racing mind. Uh, Perfect. Yep. Oh yeah. They, <laughs> yep. If they don't drive a Chevy, they're scum. <laughs> That's what it boils oh, down to. Well, she's going to be mad at me then. <laughs> Blaney accents day one. Yeah, I'll deal yeah. with the Fords for now. Yeah, it's uh, very partisan. Uh, uh, and and um, even uh, a man who could almost walk on water, Jimmy Johnson, got in her bad graces there for a while. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> That's 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 awesome, actually. <laughs> I mean, the guy only won, you know, the, the last yeah. guy that won seven championships. I mean, yeah, he was on her list. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Uh, so next up for the uh, Cup Series, that'll be Sunday, September 3rd, one of the most historic races in NASCAR history, the Southern 500 at, in Darlington, South Carolina. It'll be 5 p.m.-ish at, uh, on USA. All right. And usually in USA... They pretty much go right to it. Right. Yeah. They're, yeah. Yeah. They get they get it going. Because I, I mean, you know, well, they don't have they don't have to worry about Monday Night Raw. No. Um, that's true. <laughs> no. Uh, no it, more. Uh, um, no more. Uh, what was the lady's name that did the? Uh, 
she kind of hosted the Rhonda Shear. Yeah, Rhonda Up all Shear. night. <laughs> yeah, no more Rhonda Shear to no contend. silk stockings, no uh, <laughs> right. Pacific blue. Yep, uh, none of that stuff. You've going seen on. them all. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that got me through a tough time in life. Yeah, uh, yeah, a young uh, time in life. <laughs> so yeah, they should be pretty close to on time. All right, World of Outlaws. They were in action, close to home, actually. That's right. I got to go to both of these, and man, did they wreck a lot of stuff over the over those two days. <laughs> Uh, Friday, August 25th, River City Speedway in Grand Forks. We will talk about a lot of these rollovers here in a a bit because I think we added nine to the unintentional rollover contest. But uh, after uh, many red flags uh, for the Friday edition, that was at River City Speedway in Grand Forks. After many red flags for uh, several rollovers, Logan Schuhart made a pretty awesome uh, pass to take the lead from Sheldon Hoddenshield with two laps to go to earn the eventual win. Danny Sh- or Donnie Schatz was in contention for most of the night, too. He was he was. He was kind of right there, right behind him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he finished in the third spot. Um, going to the late models that happened just before that, too, though, Shane Edgington, he led all but two laps, and that was in the middle of the race. They got into traffic, mm-hmm. and he lost the lead for two laps. He got it back, and then he walked away, and nice. he took the late model win out there. Um, Saturday, August 26th at the Red River Valley Speedway in uh, West Fargo, um, Logan Schuhart, he uh, carried the momentum to the next day in Fargo, where he led every lap of the caution-free main event to win by 2.726 seconds over David Gravel and Buddy Kofoid. Uh, Shots was in the top three early, but he faded back to a seventh-place finish. Um, I gotta take a little. I, I gotta take a second here to talk about this because I got to call the best race of the night. Okay, um, I will take it. Because I got to do it on Dirt Vision. <laughs> nice. Against the Outlaws announcer, uh, Johnny Gibson. That's pretty sweet. Um, we had an awesome race there in the uh, 305 Race Saver Sprint Cars. The the Danny Shots Memorial uh, for the Superior Customs IMCA Sprint Cars were out there. Uh, Andy Pake, he took the lead with two laps to go. And he outran a absolute Hail Mary slider from Jacob Peterson, who led the entire race. Um he threw a slider. Um, Andy Paik did a crossover coming out of turn four, and he won by 57 thousandths of a second wow. to win the Danny Schatz Memorial for the Superior Customs IMCA Sprint Cars. First time ever out there for that, and that was an awesome race, and I'm glad we stole the show. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that with pride, that, that we stole the show, they stole the show, too. <laughs> uh, looking at the points, Brad Sweet is the point leader. Uh, he was the point leader going into last night. Uh, I guess the race last night. But uh, Carson Macedo is 56 points back. David Gravel is 66 points back in third. Uh, what's uh, next for them? That'll be tonight, uh, September 1st. Friday, September 1st, Saturday, September 2nd, Skagit Speedway in Burlington, Washington. So they left here and went to Washington. Wow. That's a trek. It is quite the trek. And they had to race on Thursday. Oh, so, really? Yeah. <laughs> so they left here Saturday and went to Thursday. Man. I, I, I do got to say, there's there's one thing that I always really like uh, going from the, the uh, River City Speedway in Grand Forks uh, when they're done. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I've been involved in this race twice in the last two years. Mm-hmm. It is uh, the race to the Holiday Inn. So the Holiday <laughs> Inn, you know, they have that uh, on the west side of the parking lot out there, uh, the west side of the building. Yeah, they have. That's where they all all the World of Outlaws uh, drivers they 
and I'm not really giving away this away. Most mm-hmm. people know this, but um, most of the, the, the nerdy fans like myself know this. Um, they always park over on the the west side of the hotel over there. Uh-huh. Um, and and uh, <laughs> so on the way back, you're seeing the t-shirt haulers, the t-shirt trailers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, you're seeing the haulers for the drivers flying back to Fargo as quickly, <laughs> quickly as possible when they're done. I, I've been in this race for two years. <laughs> this year I got beat. Uh, <laughs> last year I won, and then I watched to see who finished in the top three to get back. <laughs> I, I did the podium, but yeah, I got beat by Brad Sweet's team <laughs> and uh, uh, one of the one of the Roth uh, Enterprises cars. I couldn't tell if it was Buddy Kofoid or or or, any, or who it was, but yeah, I I, I ended up in third. Uh, okay. I, I did make it there. Uh, that, so that's that is the race. After the race, <laughs> which is a lot of fun, I had to I had to pull away from uh, Spencer Baston. I was doing eighty miles an hour. Oh wow! In my pickup, and yeah. he was still there. He was still <laughs> there, right behind me. So they really wanted to get back to the hotel. They need to get there. <laughs> but yeah, they're again they're at Skagit right now in Burlington, uh, Washington. I'm pretty sure. They probably drove as fast that fast at least on the way yeah. there. Well, yeah, going, <laughs> getting there. That's a long haul. You're through the mountains. It's uh, it's gotta, yeah, it's a long way up, and then you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta go down after mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. and then uh, you're you're not not as far down. Yeah, because you're still up in up there in Washington, right? Um, but yeah. cannonball run from <laughs> Fargo yeah. up there, so. All right. Hey, you did a, a great interview here with Evan Hendrickson. He's the driver of the 67 Legend uh, out of Mapleton. We'll, uh, we'll hear from him. Checkers and Wreckers victory lap. Uh, sitting here the last night of carts out at the Red River Kart Club, and I've caught up with Evan Hendrickson. You've had quite the wild season, haven't you? Yeah, we sure have. Uh, I, not as wild as some of the carts nights out here after getting done with the flagging in the infield. But, yeah, um, the I guess can't complain on how the season's been going. And uh, I guess we just locked up a track championship. So that's crazy to say after, uh, I guess, how the season started. I had no no intentions to kind of just, you know, get used to a new car. And uh, it's been going really well. So um, we'll talk about that track championship more a little bit later. What kind of got you into racing? Like, what's your first memory of ever being at a racetrack? Uh, first memory, I would say, was when I was younger, I used to go out to Fergus Falls all the time with my family and watch the Tendeski family, James Tendeski, race in the street stock. And uh, after, I wasn't always so interested in the dirt track racing on four wheels. I, I always wanted to be a dirt, dirt bike racer, so... Uh, I guess I was always looking at dirt bikes growing up and stuff, and um, James Tandeski and their family had a cart for sale when I was, I, I think I was seven years old at the time, and I guess uh, they kind of got me into the karting, and since then, uh, man, we started racing carts when I was eight, like I said, and raced till I was 15, and then uh, I guess we had an opportunity last year to run a, a legend car for um, Mason Lamar and his family, and after that we decided we liked the class and kind of got, got our own for this year. So now you're talking about moving into that that legend. I mean, what were your expectations coming into the season? How uh, how confident were you when you when you got behind the wheel of that thing? Um, I guess after the first couple laps, uh, I felt really confident. Surprisingly, because it, it really reminded me of the cart of uh, you know racing carts. It kind of reacts the same. It's really uh, you know easy on the gas and uh, throttle. On the throttle and brakes, just like a cart, and um, kind of hit it off strong. I think the first race in that legend last year, I ended up winning the heat race, and after that, it kind of just clicked and kept moving forward. So, uh, 
you know, there's always, in the past years, there's always been someone that's been extremely dominant in that Legends class, and then usually it's like Ty Wilkie or something like that. Yeah. And he moved on to race sprint cars full-time this year. Do you think that really helped out your season as far as, you know, without having the guy that win, won every week, did that really kind of give you a, okay, now I have a shot at this? Oh, 100%. Um, I always liked, you know, we pitted by Ty last year, and it, it was awesome learning from him, and he really, I think, helped me improve. And having the guy that is so dominant every every single night at the track, you know, he's he's the guy to beat, to almost follow around and, uh, I guess, kind of learn from him. And, you know, you, you, you really, really, really had to work for the for the the win last year which we never ended up getting i think we took second to him a few times which i guess you can't really um it doesn't hurt as bad when you're losing to him in a, in a legend <laughs> but uh yeah i guess i heard the news that he wasn't going to be one in this in this year which happy and sad you know because he's kind of a buddy of mine but uh i guess it was it was nice to have some other competition up front you're, you're kind of mixing it up every week so let's go into the season a little bit for you right now i mean what was it like getting that first win under your belt? I mean, how great did that have to feel? Oh, man, that felt amazing after so many close calls last year. Uh, I know we got uh, kind of a lot of mechanical failures last year. Well, we were leading feature races with only a few laps to go, and I guess after I got that first one in Fargo, I believe, uh, I don't know, it was awesome because I had all, all my buddies from high school and some friends in the pits, and all my uh, friends and family and all my neighbors were there, so it, it was really special to me. So um, it, we... <laughs> Uh, that kind of reminds me of another story about your first win in Ada. Also, um, uh, you you kind of didn't you didn't really get a win out there very much. It's usually Ryan Brasseth getting the win up there. Uh, he's he's pretty tough at that track. But you uh, when you finally got that one before the races started though, um, you got the show on the way to Victory Lane, didn't you? And then you managed to put it into Victory Lane at night. Yeah, that was kind of a cool moment. Uh, I guess. Uh... Yeah, it, yeah, that was a really cool moment. I ended up bringing you over to, uh, I guess you were in the pits that night and you wanted a ride to on, on the golf cart, and you said, I'm going to show you to Victory Lane, and I told you, I'll make sure to see you there later tonight, which I guess uh, I made happen that night, and that was, that was awesome. <laughs> I told you to wave at me up in the booth, and you did. I did wave, yeah. <laughs> I, I had to be reminded, though. <laughs> All right, so now going back to the track championship, that was a really, this, this happened last weekend out at the uh, Buffalo River Speedway on Sunday. Um, you kind of that was kind of a, another wild race out there. I mean, I was trying to do the math uh, the whole time because I mean between you, Ryan Brasseth, and Colin Thompson, I mean the the lead the point lead changed I think three or four times throughout the race, and uh, it was it, it came down to something at the end out there. Let's just kind of walk through it. Uh, what what do you really remember from the race and and uh, how to feel once you you realize that hey I got the track championship now. See, going into that race, I knew it was it was really close. We were all within four points from third to first place. And going in, I was I was leading the points. And I was going in with my head just trying to know if I beat Colin, I, that's all I had to do was beat Colin, and I would, uh, you know, seal the deal. And I started on the pole, and right away I kind of slipped up, and I got freight trained on the inside there by a couple of guys. And then it started moving up to the top, and I was running in fourth consecutively against, I guess, I think at the time Brasseth was leading Colin and then Preston Martin and I. And I think there was a caution with, I don't know, was there six to go or so, and going to green on uh, coming into one, Colin kind of, he threw it in there really, really deep, and it, it didn't end up going well. I guess he, he looped the car, kind of, he wrecked himself and uh, Brasseth, so I guess I, as soon as I, I saw that happen, it wasn't the way I wanted the championship, but uh, I guess I knew I had it sealed if I just finished the race. And, it, you know, it, it really kind of worked in your favor, uh, and like you said, you, you didn't want it to go that way, but, you know, sometimes surviving is part of the game as far as getting the track championships, but it's, it was still kind of fun to watch you guys do it on the track. 
Exactly, and before that happened, running uh, fourth, and I, uh, Martin was in third at the time, I, I knew if he passed Colin, I would have had it sealed, and I was going to be the best, uh, or the, his biggest fan of the night. It hurt forever. I, I suppose I have to go buy a t-shirt from him if, if that ended up <laughs> happening. All right, so, you know, in your in your spare time, you kind of do a little bit something interesting for someone your age. You're uh, you're training to be a pilot, aren't you? Yeah, at the moment, I guess I started last summer, and yeah, at the moment, I'm just, just about done with it. Uh, it's been, the weather recently has been extremely windy, and there's been all this fog and smoke in the area, so it's been kind of hard to get up in, in the air as much as I want to, but yeah, I'm really enjoying that. Uh, started, like I said, last summer, um, kind of, I just always was interested in aviation and decided I want to do it as a, as a career one day, and um, flying out of Valley City with uh, John Krylkamp as my flight instructor, and uh, yeah, I guess it's been going really well this summer. So, uh, how do you how does that translate into your racing style? Does that really kind of help you uh, help you with your control and everything like that? I suppose it could. I guess I've never really thought of it that way, but just especially in an airplane, there you can't make mistakes. You know, I mean, that's your, your life up in uh, in the air, and you, you know, you got to be smooth on everything from uh, studying, you know, instruments and books, and just landing and uh, taking off. It's just everything has to be perfect. So I guess you can translate that to a race car, kind of like hitting your marks every lap on, a, say, a slick track or something like that. So, what's one of your favorite uh, races right now? Uh, races, race tracks, or something? Where 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 do you like to race the most? See, I think last year I liked, uh, I would say Ada, because usually it, it, last year it seemed to be really heavy, and I liked last year, and even the beginning of this year, I, I liked a really heavy racetrack where you didn't have to lift, you know, throttle throttle management wasn't really that big of an issue, it was just the guy who threw it in the hardest was going to win the race, but now I've been, uh, I, I really like Fargo when it slicks off, and that's kind of where I seem to shine, is uh, being easy on the pedal and just uh, hitting your marks, being smooth on the bottom is something I've tried to get better at throughout the year. Okay, so now, uh, like I said, the season's starting to wrap up. Well, we're getting to that point where there's only one more race in Fargo, and then it's special season around the area. What are some uh, What are some of the plans you have coming forward here? Uh, what tra- What races are you going to hit uh, before the year's done? See, I plan on uh, finishing the track championship on Friday in Fargo, um, and then after that, I guess we got the Stampede. Um, uh, I think we talked about going to the Sauerkraut, which that's a track I've never been to, so that would be interesting. And then. Uh, I think, oh, uh, we're going to Nationals this year, so I'm super excited about that in North Carolina. Awesome. Uh, you thinking about hitting the Stampede at all either? Yeah. Uh, I, I know last year um, we went there, and I, I didn't end up making the show, so this year I, that's kind of a, a goal of mine, and if anything, uh, you know, making a, a podium finish or something like that. So uh, what are the plans, you know, down the down the road here as well? Do you want I know you've been kind of testing your waters a little bit with the sport mod. Uh, do you, is that something you're considering moving up to, or do you have a, any something else you'd like to try out? See, I guess yeah, it's it's totally up in the air. I'm kind of just uh, um, just getting some laps in with the mod and see what I think of it. Uh, I guess I'd like to try something new and you know start. I, I, I kind of. I don't know um, how I would say this, but, like, I know what I can do in a Legend this year and just trying something new and restarting and, you know, relearning a different car and how to work on them and just, uh, I guess, all the laps and experiences that you can get in different cars would be nice to have. So I guess a sport mod next year is something that we're not set on, but we're definitely looking into. It's been shocker. It's been really nice to race a sport mod with the Shocker family the past couple of weeks. So, And it started to look kind of better for you, too. I know getting your feet wet and something that's, you know, about – Twice the, the wheelbase yeah. of what you're normally used to has got to be quite the the shock out there too. Uh, do you have any do you have any like eventual goals like maybe hit like a stock car, late model, modified, sprint car, or anything like that? See, that's a lot of people have been asking me what's like if I was going to go into a sport mod, what's the final goal? Is it an A mod after a couple of years? And at the moment, I don't, I'm not really sure what the final goal is. I kind of 
want to continue racing and I guess figure it out down the road. But as of now, um, you know, I could even be in a legend next year and just continue racing them. So I'm, I'm not sure exactly. But like you said, it's uh, racing that sport mod down in, Gl in Glendon last night. It, it went pretty well the last couple laps until it didn't. I started uh, making my way up the field and I, I spun out. And it's like you said, it's it's a lot bigger than a legend. It's kind of reminded me of driving a boat the way <laughs> the way it feels. But uh, it's like, it, yeah, exact opposite. You know, the throttle and the braking is huge. It's something you don't really do in the legend. It, it uh, took me a few laps to understand that. And getting the car up on the bars on the restarts and everything like that. So uh, while we wrap this up here, um, Evan, um, who are some of the people that you'd like to thank and uh, the people that have really helped you out over the career, your career so far, and uh, maybe your sponsors too? Would you like to, like to give them a little shout-out here? Yeah, uh, first of all, my family, you know, they're always supporting me in anything I decide to do, and they've always been a great help. Uh, my Uncle Jade, Crew Chief Jade, the Jade Mafia, he's always at the racetrack. Uh, my sister for always being there and supporting me, and then uh, all my sponsors this year from uh, SWNL Attorneys, uh, Northern Horizons, General Equipment, the Tandesky family at the Bowler and Thunder Road, and uh, I guess all my friends and family and fans that come out to cheer me on. All right, well, we really appreciate you taking time with us here today. And, uh, you know, best of luck for the rest of the year and, and for your career, too. Yeah, thank you very much, Corey. It was nice talking to you. All right, there was uh, Evan Hendrickson. Thanks for taking some time to visit with us, uh, visit with Corey, I guess. I really uh, liked uh, how during that interview you could hear go-karts racing in the background. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's <laughs> uh, good times. So, uh, hey, where were you during all this stuff? Well, Sunday, August 27th, that was the season championship at Buffalo River Speedway. Stone cold, Brad Orvidal. He uh, came into the night with a point lead in the hobby stocks, but he wanted all of the money, so he uh, scored the win to cement himself as track champion. Then it, uh, next were the short trackers, where Weston Clausen he picked up the win. But then uh, Hunter Galay, he won the points title because he won, I think, seven in a row, um, which that's pretty Good. Mm -hmm. Pretty, pretty, yeah. pretty good. Seems like that'd be all right. In the lightning sprints, a name that is just as fun to say as it is a spell, <laughs> Dexter DeBergston Dexter got the win, but it was Kate Taves who scored enough points throughout the whole season to become the first female track champion in the history of Buffalo River Speedway. Congratulations. In That's cool. Almost 70 years of that speedway. Uh, the legends were next, and it was the Minion Machine. Uh, Preston Martin getting the win with Evan Hendrickson earning the track championship. He has, you heard that great story that he told about that. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Uh, Kelly Jacobson, he got the win in the sport mods after that. But after that, uh, Rich Pavlicek finished in the se in the second spot to earn his second point championship of the year uh, in the sport mod division. Then uh, street stocks were next. Casey Usatis was untouchable on the way to the win. But Cole Gresseth, he got his first Buffalo River track championship Following in the footsteps of his uh, his uh, his uncle Mike and his dad Matt uh, winning in the track championship out there, uh, which is pretty awesome. I I I I I'm the age of his dad and uncle. Okay, actually, I'm a little bit older than them, I think. And uh, getting to watch uh, the next generation come in there and do the same thing is pretty awesome. Uh, then it was Jesse Skalicki dominating the modified main event. Alan Kent, he got crowned the track champion out there. So uh, that kind of ends the regular season. Okay. We still have at least three more races out there at Buffalo River <laughs> Speedway. Uh, after that was Monday, August 28th, Red River Kart Club. Miles Grasseth got the win in the novice class. That would be um, the cousin of Cole Grasseth. Okay. He's about five years old. He got the win in the novice <laughs> class. It was uh, Lincoln Corinto winning the rookie ones. 
Tommy Tutu Taves got the uh, win in the Rookie Twos. Then it was Liv Schmitz getting the win in the 206 Blue class. Alex Clark, he took the win in the 206 Blackside class. Uh, then it was the Stevenator. The, st- <laughs> winning, the Stevenator. Love that guy. Winning the last race of the year in the adult stock class. He said he was going to send it, and he sent it. <laughs> he saw the video. Yeah, I did. <laughs> he did. He, you know... Um, he, he made sure to put all the gas in it. Um, <laughs> he, he gets so mad at me when I play that sound clip, the, the one from sling blade yeah. after he, he, I mean, so his cart is, it, it's, it's got, it pulls, uh-huh. it, you know, it's a stump puller. That thing, <laughs> that thing will, will take off. Um, and there was one day where he was starting in the second row. Uh-huh. Out, second row outside, and he took the lead coming out of turn two, and the thing died on him. <laughs> and he got spun out, and he couldn't get it refired, and couldn't figure it out what what happened to it. And then he came over, and he told me that he didn't have any gas in it. <laughs> and after five years of having this in my sound effects machine, yeah, I got to finally use the sling blade. Ain't got no gas in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was a couple months ago, right? Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think that was that was pretty much early July. <laughs> that's, that's so funny. I, I uh, run into him usually once a week. I'll I'll see him, and so I'll have to congratulate him about this and let him know he he indeed sent it. That's pretty <laughs> he cool. Did. He uh, he uh, he took that Polish mm-hmm. stamp. Uh, he licked it, he mailed it, and or he, he went over to the thing and he sent it. That's great. <laughs> so we had a lot of rollovers. Yeah. <laughs> the unintentional rollover contest update is coming up here. And this is the first, this is since August 11th. We've had 11 entries into wow. the ro- unintentional rollover contest. Uh, oddly, this is bookended by the same driver. Okay. <laughs> so, Corey Seekerson, he uh, he joined the ranks of the uh, the uh, Superior Customs uh, uh, IMCA Sprint Cars out of, in West Fargo. His first corner that he got into, he uh, he hit a right rear and he rolled it. That <laughs> <laughs> was that was a half time. He just rolled it a half time. Just put it up on the roof or the wing. That was a two pointer. Um, after that, Hayden Kemstedt, he rolled his lightning sprint at Buffalo River uh, uh, one and a half times to score six points. That was the Sunday after. Uh, then last Friday at River City Speedway, this might be the wreck of the year because I could not believe this guy got out of the car for one. Mark Dobmeyer launched his car three and three quarters times off of the racetrack. Oh. Um, he got fed a right rear and it at least rolled twice in the air. It wow. just launched barrel roll, and uh, he, he uh, had a score of fifteen points out of that one. He's he is okay. He just he had a bruised lung. Yeah, that was the only thing that happened. Well, that's the that's the rules. Got to be okay in order he, to score points here. Yeah, um, he he did go get checked out, and yes, only a bruised lung. So okay. that's all that happened. Noah Gas, same night. He rolled uh, one and a half times to uh, score five points. Jack Croker went over in the same wreck one and a half times to score five points. Brock Zierfoss, he flipped uh, one time completely for four points. Then James McFadden flipped once for four points also. That was in the same night. <laughs> that was that was uh roll overnight. Yeah, it was you know, it was it was a rough night. Uh next night in Fargo saw Josh Swangler almost hit the flag stand uh Ooh. coming to the 
checkered flag in the uh, last chance qualifier. He flipped two and three quarter times for a score of 11 points. Then uh, Dylan Bickett, uh, he flipped once for four points with Patrick Heikinen, who went three quarter times for uh, three points. That was in the same wreck. Uh, and for a second time. So this is, I think, the only second time in the five years that I've been doing this, uh, the unintentional rollover contest, we've mm-hmm. had somebody enter twice in the same <laughs> year. And uh, it was <laughs> in the same exact spot as the first time he wow. rolled. Corey Seekerson flipped two times for a uh, a total of eight points uh, for that wreck. Ten points total. You might want to avoid that spot. Um Luckily for him, there's <laughs> one race left this year on at Red River Valley Speedway, and they don't have his class. <laughs> oh, man. Good times. But again, everybody's got to be okay in order to score points. We Correct. Don't, we don't want to make light of anybody getting hurt in in uh, any of those wrecks. So uh, I will I will say the, the one that really scared me, and I was uh, standing over in turn three, uh, when it happened with, with the uh, the Mark Dobmeyer one. Mm-hmm. When he got launched out in the air, I mean, I'm pretty sure he showed up on radar over wow. at the, the Air Force Base because that thing went up in the air, and I couldn't believe how, how much it, it flipped in the air, and then he landed right on the uh, on the, on the the wing and just kind of tipped back up and kind of caught the, the very outside fence mm. out there at the River City Speedway, and I was... Uh, I was really happy when he got out of that car and walked away. I, I, I was, I was very scared. The guys had some pretty bad wrecks over the years. I mean, we talked to him on the show uh-huh. and I mean, the guys had, he's fractured vertebrae. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's been burned really severely. Um, and, uh, I was really, really happy to see him walking under his own power after that. That yeah. was, that was, uh, that was incredible. Good. So what's up next? Well, that'll be uh, Friday, September 1st, Red River Valley Speedway Season Championship. We have several really close battles coming into tonight. That'll be a 7 o'clock start time. Uh, Saturday, September 2nd, Buffalo River Speedway has an enduro that starts at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. After that, I'm going to drive as fastly as legally fast as possible down to the Viking Speedway Labor Day doubleheader that starts at 6.30 so that I can go do victory lane interviews out there. Uh, and then Sunday, September 2nd, Viking Speedway Doubleheader Day 2 is 6.30 start time. Uh, Monday after that will be uh, Ludafus Capital of the World. Ooh. where Do you know where that is? No. Madison, Minnesota. Okay. Uh, they have a big big Ludafisk out there. They sure. have their, their, uh, their uh, usual Monday uh, Labor Day weekend event out there that I'm going to go hit up, and I believe that's the 7 o'clock start time as well. Are you going to have Ludafisk while you're out there? Probably not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it. Lots of action. Uh, there's still some, still some. We're not done yet. No. We're, the, we've, uh, we've still got some, uh, even though it's Labor Day weekend coming up, the summer's not over yet. No, we got a lot of, and it's the start of an invitational season. So yep. a lot of the big storied events mm-hmm. that go on in this area, you know, the the Wasota 100s coming up. Uh, that's that's going to be a big one here, just a little over a week from now. Um, of course, you know, Corn Cob Nationals coming yeah. up here, and that's going to be a fantastic <laughs> event. Uh, and along with that, Stock Car Stampede, we're going to have a, a lot of fun talking about that stuff coming up here. And then, you know, we're going to get back into, you know, the fun shenanigans of the show. Oh, too. yeah, we've had some. Um, yeah. I've I have been personally uh, uh, testing, um, testing out the uh, the new updates for the World of Outlaws game. The, the test and tune. 
I've been uh, <laughs> I, I've I've been uh, learning how to feed right rears in the uh, to people in the uh, the uh, the midget division out there that that's okay. just been added and new tracks have been added as well too. Sweet. So. And I've been I've been working on all of them. All right, so yeah, there you have it. Uh, lots of action still to come. And again, uh, you can find us anywhere you find your podcast: Spotify, Google, Apple, everywhere. And if you have not yet checked out the updated KFGO app, check that out. Uh, you, you'll find. Everything you need there, podcasts, news, all that kind of stuff. You can stream KFGO live there. Um, and speaking of live, uh, Corey, you're still doing it live, right? Every Friday morning, 640? That's right. All right. I actually we, showed up in studio today. On, se- on 790 <laughs> and 104.7 KFGO. That's with the KFGO morning crew. So you can catch Corey live or you can catch this podcast. Again, all those places that I just mentioned. So uh, thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap.